All droids leaving the system must be cleared by customs control. Proof of ownership is required for all droid passengers. Proof of ownership? We droids are made to suffer such indignities. Now where's everybody else? Uh oh, they're coming on the monorail. We know what our goals are. We know what we hope to accomplish. And believe me, it's the most exciting and challenging assignment we've ever tackled at Walt Disney Productions. Long ago in ancient Greece, there was a golden age of powerful gods and extraordinary heroes. And the greatest and strongest of all these heroes was the mighty... W Radio, your information station. Hello and welcome to the WDW Radio Show, your Walt Disney World information station. I am your host, Lou Mangello, and this is show number 392 for the week of January 25th, 2015. I'm here to help you have the best possible Disney vacation experience and bring you a little bit of Disney magic wherever you are with this podcast, videos, blog, live broadcasts, special events, books, audio tours, and more. Whether you're planning your first visit to Walt Disney World or you've been there hundreds of times and just love the history, details, and secrets, there's something in here for you. If you're a new listener, please go back, check out some or all of the past episodes for interviews, top tens, reviews, and more. You can subscribe to the podcast in iTunes and visit www.radio.com. So this week, we're going to recap the recent run Disney events, including the inaugural Avengers Half Marathon at Disneyland, Walt Disney World Marathon Weekend, and the first ever Castaway Key Challenge on the Disney Cruise Line and Star Wars Weekends in Disneyland. We'll discuss, compare, and contrast the events, look to what may be coming in the future, offer practical tips and advice, and share our favorite races. I'll then also have my own personal tip for how to best train for a run Disney event. I'll then have the answer to our last Walt Disney World trivia question of the week and pose a new challenge for your chance to win a Disney prize package. Then stay tuned for details about upcoming events and lots more. So sit back, relax, and enjoy this week's episode of the WDW Radio Show. When I started writing my first book around 2003, and really once I started podcasting a couple of years later, I've watched Walt Disney World go through a number of changes. And along the way, some amazing things happened in the parks and to me personally. And I've watched an endurance event, the Walt Disney World Marathon, celebrate its 10-year anniversary back then. And then in the years that followed, the race that went from 8,200 runners has, got, has become now a series of seven major running weekends throughout the year, both at Walt Disney World and at Disneyland, as well as now Disney Cruise Line with the Castaway Key Challenge. And it's turned Disney fans who are non-runners, and I'm raising my hand as if you could see me, not that I'm a runner, but runners into <laughs> Disney fans and created what are now destination weekends throughout the year on both coasts. And most recently, the Walt Disney World Marathon Weekend was held from January 8th through the 11th, following the inaugural Avengers Challenge in Disneyland. And the marathon weekend here was followed in successive, not weekends, but days, by the Castaway Key Challenge 
and the inaugural Star Wars Half Marathon Weekend in Disneyland. And in the past, we've tried to help you plan for the weekend, both as runner and spectator, as well as the guest who's just going to enjoy the parks. But this week, I want to look back at the events as a whole and compare and contrast them on both, or should I say all three coasts, and what people planning for races later on this year and in 2016 should start thinking about now. We're talking about the running team and lots more. And speaking of the WDW Radio running team, I invited a few members to join me because they are the runners. I'm just there to do my little 5K and for moral support and to be the recipient of the oh-so-sweaty hugs along the course to raise money for Make-A-Wish. So I want to welcome fellow teammates and runners. First, Dr. Lewis, you're like Woody the Wabbit Passauer from New Orleans, Louisiana. Welcome, my friend. Thank you, Lou. And... If you weren't so good at cheering, we'd have you out there running. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to tell you something. I would just get in the way. I, I would just get in the way. So uh, I also want to welcome Frank Coast to Coast Heart uh, to the show. Frank, welcome. Hey, Lou. How's it going tonight? Good. And James, I may not be the fastest guy out there, but nobody has more fun than me, Hanson. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> and our own little version of Greta Vites. She is Deanna Mangello in studio in her uh, marathon Snuggie. So welcome back. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for having me back, Lou. So guys and gal, I'm going to include you in, in guys as a whole. Like I said, I want to talk about uh, the races as a whole, specifically, you know, Marathon Weekend and Castaway and, and Star Wars, which took place over a very short period of time, but I want to quickly jump back to Avengers. Um, I was there to do the 5K. Deanna, you ran the inaugural half, but it definitely seemed like it was such a different experience from what I was used to seeing at Walt Disney World. From a, from a cheering perspective, it seemed like there were much, many, much fewer runners there. It was a less crowded type of event, which was a, a nice thing to see. I also like not having to get up at two o'clock in the morning and stand around for hours, four days in a row. Um, so, Deanna, you did it, and and uh, Lou, Frank, and James. Which one of you guys also did Avengers? I also did, okay. and I did. So, just quickly, um, maybe James, you first. You know, because you've done so many of these races. What did you guys? What did you think of that inaugural Avengers, either on its own or in comparison to some of the other Disneyland or Walt Disney World races? Uh, so I guess I'll have to start with a confession, and that is I'm not uh, extremely versed in Avengers as as a franchise. I mean, I've seen a couple of the films and whatever, but I'm not a crazy Avengers fan. Um, but I've done the Disneyland half uh, a handful of times and uh, liked the change that came with the Avengers race. The, the course seemed, I mean, obviously it wasn't shorter, but it seemed to go by faster to me. Um, than the Disneyland one, and um, obviously a little bit later in the year means for a little bit nicer temperatures and things like that as well. So it's a good race, though. So do you think that it felt shorter because of what Disney did with the characters, or, or did, was the course, because the course was different than the Disneyland half, correct? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, for me, and I, I, I was going to pull up the course maps prior to the call, but I forgot to, but it the Disneyland half seems like there's several miles that are just kind of straight and going and not much happening. Um, but 
Avengers seemed to have a lot more turns, and I don't know, just it just kept it more interesting somehow. Uh, the character-wise, um, I, I don't think uh, there were as many characters, to be honest with you. And, and one of the things about the Disneyland races is they only have you know official photo stops within the parks, and so when you've got nine or ten miles out of the half marathon, for example, out of the parks. It, it brings a very different race experience, at least for me, the guy that takes all the character photos. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> then, then, then it doesn't Walt Disney World, where they don't have that restriction. So, Although you did have a wedding proposal, I do recall, during the Avengers. So um, it was very fact, eventful for you. Why don't you explain that? I, I, it, actually, it was kind of funny. So I was, I was in line for Black Widow and uh, was you know, kind of catching up on texts and tweets and whatever while I was waiting for my turn. And the, the thought of proposing hadn't even come across my mind, but the fact that she got right that I was in line for Black Widow kind of gave me the idea. And so I pulled a goo out of my pocket <laughs> and offered it as a token uh, of my love for her. You're such yeah. a romantic. <laughs> that was so sweet of you. So I did, It was all I had. Nice, nice. <laughs> So that was kind Very of a cool. fun experience. Yeah. And so, Deanna, that was your first time really sort of in Disneyland, but obviously the first Disneyland race. How did that compare for you from Walt Disney World? And look, you've started to do, like some of the other guys on the team, you started to do a lot of other races that are not Disney races at all. How was it sort of not being in the parks or sort of on Disney proper the entire time? Did it, did it throw you? I mean, let's let's take the, the windstorm factor out of the equation because it was it was brutal, I know, running into the wind for so long. But what about the in-park versus out-of-park experience? Well, first of all, I love the fact that you get out of your hotel and you walk to the corral. That was number one, the best. You didn't have to walk a mile and a half or take a bus or drive there. So that was the first great thing. The second thing was I was surprised that we weren't in the parks longer. I know that in Disneyland they have to really do a logistic, you know, route for because of the, you know, the area and where the park is. But I just was surprised that we weren't in the park longer. Um, but all in all, I I mean, I thought the course was great because I know nothing to compare it to, just the Disney World races. But the other thing I really loved about the Avengers, because I am a huge Marvel fan, is all the cosplayers that were on the side of the road. Um, I'm sure James loved it, too, because there was a million that you could stop and take pictures with. And I... I got 40 photos. I There you <laughs> go. I'm, let me tell you, the cosplayers <laughs> were the way to go. And also... The veterans that were out there were absolutely amazing. So, you know, you had a different kind of um, vibe at this race, but I it was a great it was a great race. Did you and find that the same thing holds true, which is, you know, look, and I keep referring because it's my only frame of reference to my one and only half marathon. Having not trained extensively, I am not clearly built for running. The thing that got me through that race, and I think I, the thing that I think gets a lot of people through the race is, are the characters is being in Disney World is that sort are the people that are around you did you still get that same thing out in Disneyland for Avengers even though you weren't necessarily in Disneyland proper absolutely there's I mean Disney does a great race there's nothing like it the water stops the bathrooms the people that are out there it's you know the fireworks like it just it's a Disney race so it's it's awesome 
All right, so let's go. Um, let, let's go get into Marathon Weekend, or or really what is sort of for a lot of people like James, which is one of the reasons why I wanted you here was it became sort of Marathon Week and a Half uh, because Marathon <laughs> Weekend really turned into Castaway Key and then right into Star Wars. Um, so, Frank, how many times have you done the, the marathon here at Walt Disney World? Uh, I've done the full marathon three times, so I've been, but I've done marathon weekend, uh, I think five now. And so this, did you use, did you do half full goofy dopey? Yeah, actually the year I was going to do goofy is when they started dopey. So I just went (laughs) for dopey. Yeah. Cause what's another, you know, what's another few miles on top? 10. Ten. Right, exactly. I mean, it's just, you know, a couple more wake up calls and, you know, dragging out of bed, but uh, not too bad. So having done it uh, a few times in the past, um, did you see, did you feel that this, this year's event was different in any way? Like it almost seemed to me, again, from a cheering perspective only, it definitely seemed like there was more people cheering on the course, but do you guys, did you all, and you can sort of go in order, did you all feel as though there were more runners this year than there have, or it almost was maybe a little bit more crowded than it was in the past? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, dropping back this year, because usually I'm like Mark Brinkerhoff, I'm a little yeah. farther up, you know, and the crowds up there are, are not that big, you know, A through, I don't know, E or F are, you know, pretty small, but as you start getting back, those crowds double or triple in size. And, uh, you could, I mean, just the amount of people and the fact that they had to split it, you know, when you were walking down towards the corrals, they're like, you know, A through H this way and, you know, M or I through, I think it went all the way up to P. Yeah, it went to P. You know, all, you know, this way to the right. And they had to split it. And like the corrals were almost parallel at one point where you could see the people in the first section of corrals walking and you knew you still weren't going to walk for another 40 minutes because your side hasn't gone yet. Mm-hmm. So just the amount of people was, you know, you almost st- stood in the corrals uh, an extra, you know, half an hour to an hour just because of the amount of people waiting to start. Yeah. And Lou, I know some people said that they actually were where they would normally, the crowd they would normally start in whatever letter that would be, you know, H they were this year, they were sort of pushed back farther than they had in the past. Did you find the same thing as well? You know, I've done Marathon Week in the last three years. Uh, Goofy two years ago and then two Dopies. And each year my corral has actually moved up. Now, granted, I've actually turned in faster times. um, And I've had a different experience from Frank because I'm not as fast as Frank. And the first year I did start where Frank and Deanna started that full marathon on that other side where they're watching everybody go by. And my experience from 2013 to 2015, because I've started towards the back, is it's been actually a little bit less crowded. And if I'm not mistaken, from 2013 to now, I believe the half is down about 5,000 runners. Hmm. Doesn't feel like it. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Deanna, that's because you're you've been starting gradually farther and farther back. Yeah, I have. You're right. I've well, but you also back. do that. You do that voluntarily yeah, because I you do. you like to run with other people as part of right. the team and and stay together. You want to start right. together and, and finish, finish together. together. Right. All right. What I also noticed this year too, and and I've heard a lot of you guys talking about this too, 
is the Jeff Galloway method. And for those of you who don't know, Jeff Galloway is is now become really kind of a run Disney icon. And his method is sort of the run-walk method. Um, I guess it's 30 seconds or a minute, depending on how you do it, right? Is it right. run for 30, walk for 30? It seems like there was a lot more people, and, and it's a good thing, I think, using that method and getting them off the couch and getting them onto the course. And actually, Jeff actually came out to dinner with us for a while um, after the full marathon, right, mm-hmm. on, on Sunday. Uh, how do you guys think that affects things uh, in, in terms of, you know, people who are starting off maybe slower? I, I know some of you were talking about it would be great if they would almost have the, the runner walkers be off to one side and the people who are just going to run the entire time on the left hand. I know, Deanna, you, that was sort of a suggestion that you had. Well, they're supposed to. I mean, there is a runner's etiquette. And the thing is, is that when you are going to have your walk break, and I know, Lou, you are a run walker, you are supposed to get to the right. And unfortunately, the farther you go back in the corrals, especially for the half, there are a ton more run walkers. And a lot of them will go five, six across. So therefore, when you're in these tight areas that there's nowhere to run, you get stuck between this block of people that are just, they stop dead in front of you and you can't go anywhere. So um, I had spoken to Jeff about that and he said, you know, he does, when he does his talks, he does mention and he does make um, emphasis on, you know, the walkers stay to the right. But, um, you know, I found that the runner's etiquette was definitely more responsive for the full than it was for the half. I don't know if you guys found the same thing. Do you think it's because there's more, the people who are doing the full are, they're, they're training more, they're used to doing it more, so they sort of just know that that's just the way that you do it, as opposed to a lot yeah, of people that may be doing their uh, a half for the first time. Like when we I did think the half for the first time. probably what it is. Yeah, I mean, yeah. we didn't know what we were doing. Yeah. We were, right. you know, yeah. I'm like, where's the cheeseburger stand? Right, and, exactly. So. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. The beer no, card. Where's the beer card? Yeah, I absolutely agree. Yeah. Didn't so. you run walk your first half, Lou? Yeah. Yeah. And we, we tried to, you know, we started together. We <laughs> separated for a while because Deanna is a runner. She wants to just run. And she'll tell you that she's a runner and she'll talk about high school all over again. But she, she wanted to run <laughs> consistently where I wanted to run and walk and so, and not die. So yeah. what my, my the Lou Mangello strategy is. You run, walk. sprint, run, no. sprint, run, <laughs> sprint. So sprint. I sprinted, sprint, sprint. run, run, for like the good eight seconds. I was winning the race, like <laughs> yeah. I was winning the the half marathon. For fabulous. A but I was, you know, I was walking uphill and I was running downhill and I was running on stage where someone would potentially see <laughs> exactly. me and walking backstage. I had the on stage, off stage method, which look, it worked for me. We finished, <laughs> you know, did. we didn't get swept and we finished under three hours, which wasn't bad for a short fat guy who didn't train very much. Uh, whatever. you know and i i think deanna has it right on the money with the experience and the runners because i know both the half and the full where we started we started with five of running team members all together both days right and as now granted you're in world drive and it's six lanes across and it doesn't matter but there's many other places the course where it's a single lane Mm -hmm. and you have maybe 10 to 12 feet and you go five to six across and you're blocking the whole course. So I know as we did it, uh, I have a Galloway walk-run timer and I would be out front and when we'd get to those those tight areas, we would go single file just picking our spots through there and when we would hit our walk breaks, just like Deanna said, we would be off to the side. Yeah. 
you know, it's so important. Like even when we had our running, <laughs> when when we tra- were trying to get through some of the walkers, I would have, we were with nine runners for the marathon, which was a lot to keep track of. And I would, everyone had a code name and we play a game, Marco Polo, just so I can keep everyone like together. <laughs> and it sounds crazy, but you know, I, I would know where everyone was and if someone was dropping back or whatever. But there was a lot of time during the race that we had to go single file. And I had one uh, runner, not on our team, say, single file? How can you do single file here? And she turned and looked at me. I go, I wasn't talking to you. I was talking to our team so we could get through here. She's like, oh, oh, they're, they're talking to us, like single file. It was really. It was well, I, I mean, I can see it's tough because I see sometimes as we're standing there cheering at different spots, people are, and I'm using air quotes as if you can see me, running, walking, walking, jogging, three, four, five people across. Yeah. So I can see where, where the challenge would be. Yeah. But, but so, James. You know, you you do so many races. What do you think is sort of the, what's the best part of Marathon Weekend for you? Because I, I, when I said at the introduction that nobody has more fun than you, I, I meant it. You are somebody that that truly enjoys like every aspect of that weekend, from a social aspect to the running aspect to you know the deciding to do it last minute aspect of it. What do you think is the the best part of Marathon Weekend? If you're especially if you're trying to to sell it to somebody who's never been before. Okay, so I already made one confession. This will be confession number two. Maybe we'll see if we can get three in. I hate running. (laughs) I love you, James. Can I tell you, you are a rock star all to yourself. I love it. So the idea of like, I don't run. I mean, every once in a while I'll run a race at home to get my times up so I'm not in the last corral. But but the idea of going out and and running forty eight miles in four days, I mean, that does not sound at all appealing. <laughs> so for me, it's 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 the characters, it's the friendships, it's yeah. it's all of that kind of thing that keeps me going, that makes me want to do it, uh, and the medals help too. Um, <laughs> but you know, I'll you get up at two o'clock in the morning, you go run a few miles, and then get a whole bunch of pictures and then talk and eat and hang out with friends throughout the rest of the day. I mean, that's, that's what it's all about. I, I don't, we were talking earlier that I, I don't go to the parks hardly ever anymore unless it's tied to an event because I've ridden space mountain and I've, (laughs) you know, seen the lion King show. Well, I would see that again and again, but anyway, I, I've done all of those things, but every time you're with friends and doing these other types of things is new experience. And that's kind of what I live for. So, so this, this is actually a nice segue because for somebody that doesn't like running, you're like, Oh, castaway key challenge. Sign me up. I'm going. (laughs) (laughs) So they announce the, the castaway key challenge on May 14th. And I think they start selling it, you know, seven to 10 days afterwards. And they really run. Disney really positioned this, as and consider it part of or an extension of Walt Disney World Marathon Weekend, right? And, and to do that, they also the, there's also a way for you to get you know the uh, challenge medal and the finisher medals. Tell me when you heard about the challenge, how and why you signed up so quickly, and 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 why you did it, and a little bit about what that experience was like. Uh, well, initially there's your, your mind, my mind went to kind of the sticker shock thing. I just did the cruise in August and now I've got, 
another cruise and the money associated with that and how does that work. Um, but once again, I had, there were uh, 11 of us um, friends that kind of immediately started texting and it was like, hey, we really need to do this. It's a cruise and we get two medals for going on a cruise. <laughs> so why not? Um, so uh, I, this isn't a cruise discussion, but the earlier you book your cruise, the better pricing you get. So within a day or two of them announcing it, we, we booked the cruise thinking we could always drop it if it didn't work out. Um, but luckily it did work out and we had an amazing time. So, Right, because you had to book the cruise separate from the, the run Disney race. So you actually had to get yourself on the cruise and then make sure you could actually register. And did the event sell out? Did the, did the Castaway Key Challenge sell out? You know, it's, it's a little bit confusing. They said that it did, and they said they capped it at 1,000 people. Um, there were only 750 runners, and on the ship they were allowing people to, to register that, that had not previously been able to register. So my, my guess is it capped out at 1,000, and 1,000 people planned to go, and then 250 people decided that they couldn't afford the cruise or whatever, right. which, which left some spots available. By the way, James, you did promise me a seed to that money tree that you have in your backyard. <laughs> so, you know, I am waiting for that. You can FedEx it. I'll send you our account number. I have no problem with that whatsoever. So Come it, next time. So, yeah. it, And I think the fact that it was the inaugural event was probably attractive, too. And if and you also got that you got two medals, right? You didn't just get the finisher medal, which is now a metal medal, correct? As opposed to the the old, the old plastic one. Well, so it's the 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 normal finishers medal is like the Run Disney 5K medals, so they're you know the rubberish um, material, but they're much much nicer than the previous generation of those finisher medals. Um, and that is, they did announce that that's going to be the normal finisher medal for all future cruises, not just for the challenge, uh, in the future. But then yes, the castaway key challenge medal was, was rock solid metal and a very nice metal. Probably I probably, well, I don't know. I liked the goofy metal this year. Um, but probably my second favorite medal out of the several that I got yeah, last it's, week. Really <laughs> <nice>. <laughs> it's it beautiful. Nice. It's got Cinderella Castle. It's got the, the ship. It's got the, and, and I love the colors on it too. So, and so was the race itself, was the, the, the 5k any different than it had been in, in previous years in terms of the course or, or anything special that they did for it? Actually it was, it was, I, I felt it was a totally different race. Um, so for starters, they, they did a new course. Um, you started, um, further up, like on the on the airstrip, and you only had to do the the loop once. Um, so they they varied the course quite a bit. Um, they had on course characters, which you don't normally get for that race, and then all of the normal run Disney support that you would get for a 5K in Orlando. So um, they had Reedy Creek guys on bikes. They had med tents. They had water stops. They had you know, nice. a start and a finish line. I mean, it, it was a it was a full run Disney race that happened to be on an island in the in the Bahamas. Um, so it was it was somewhat impressive. Yeah, and it's something that obviously they're going to continue with in, in the future in 2016, having that four night cruise on Disney Dream, associating with the the marathon weekend. Frank Lewis, Deanna, is that something now that starts to appeal to you? Saying, say, hey, 
this is now another race I need to do or excuse to go on a cruise or, or a combination. Absolutely. <laughs> Are you crazy? Oh, yeah. I it's can funny, see it. Just so you know, I almost went on this cruise for research purposes uh-huh, only by really? myself. Uh-huh. <laughs> Not. Yeah. We could have stowed you away, I'm sure. I'm, yeah. a, I'm a wee I, little you, man. I know. I could have see, yeah. So, uh, Frank and then Lewis, is this something that, that all of a sudden now is, is, is on your radar? Yeah, uh, for me, definitely, especially with the, uh, you know, the special challenge medal that you get from it, because I'm going to do marathon weekend. That's a given. So now to be able to tie this in, you know, that's definitely going to be something that's on my radar. You know, it's the same reason I did, you know, Star Wars and Avengers. I can't just do the half. I got to do the challenge. So for me, it's all about getting that extra bling. Yeah. Well, James, I have one question for you. Did the race start at the same time? Uh, no, that's actually something else that's fun to mention. So, um, for starters, the ship docked at Castaway Key prior to midnight. Uh, we're supposedly oh, really? the first the first ship to overnight on the island because they needed to get there so they could get all the race support off and set up the course okay. and and all of that kind of thing. So, um, I don't recall the exact start time. I believe we started at. 6.30, if I'm not mistaken. Because I do remember the couple times that we've done it. It starts late, and it gets so hot. So no, it, it usually starts it was, at 9 at right yeah, 9 o'clock. Yeah, it's so hot. So it was wonderful. They they actually, and they still had the, the regular 5K for hmm. the people on the ship at wow. the normal time. Wow. So they, they had us out there and off the course and back on the ship by the time the rest of the people got off to do the regular 5K. And and for that 5K that day, the, the the other people on the ship ran the challenge course because it was already set up. Okay. Um, but it'll revert back to the, the standard course well, the other times. I think that makes a huge difference, getting off and running at 6.30 than when we normally got off at 7 and you ran at 9, right? Right. And But we got off the ship and the sun was right, like just barely starting to come over the horizon. I mean, the, wow. the photo opportunities, and then to look back at the ship, you know, as you're heading uh, out yeah. to the island, and the ship is all lit up, and it's dark, and I mean, there was it was amazing to be out that early. How cool. So <laughs> so you, you, you mentioned, and I think this is probably true for a lot of you, it, to a certain degree, it, it is about the bling. It is about the medals. It's about the numbers, right? Because you, you can't be like, well, I had a chance to get eight medals, but I only, quote-unquote, got six. So you find yourself saying, well, yeah, I'm going to do the dopey, and I'm going to do the Castaway Key. James, don't go anywhere, because less than two weeks after they announced Castaway Key, they <laughs> announced what we all knew was coming, which was a Star Wars race, although I think we could all probably agree we all thought or maybe hoped that it was coming to Walt Disney World, maybe a little surprise that it was out in, in Disneyland. Um, they announced this and saying, okay, a Star Wars race is coming, and it literally is like the day that the Castaway Key Challenge cruise ends. At what point do you start to look in the mirror and say, am I really going to do this? Am I really going to go from Utah to Disney World to the Bahamas, back to Orlando, and then shoot out to California, run more, and then go back home again? Was there any hesitation at all on your part, or is it you see Star Wars inaugural and you're there? Uh, there was a slight hesitation because I had to go look at flights and all of that kind of stuff to see if it was physically possible to do. And I'll have you know that I made it to the race expo to pick up my bib in 
California eight minutes before the expo closed. <laughs> oh my God! Never. And, and, and I did tweet that, that out and said that deserved more of a medal than half the other things I did <laughs> to, to to handle those logistics. Yeah, it was uh, like it was literally like you should have gotten a medal for like the amazing race portion of it, yeah. of the logistics of getting off the ship and getting out to California and getting to the expo on time. The other thing that was interesting, I talked to several of the Run Disney folks on the island during the race there, and many of them were doing the same thing we were doing. They had been at Marathon Weekend, they were sent by Disney to Castaway Key, and they were being sent by Disney to Anaheim, which was kind of surprising to me. Um, my guess is that they had some support from Disney, so, so I had to get on my flight um, and had to be at the airport prior to the time that the that the the Disney buses would get me to the airport. Um, so I had to rent a car and beeline it for the airport and so forth. But my guess is that Disney gave them a little bit more help than, <laughs> than some of us renters. Yeah, and I know it was probably hard and frustrating for people because two weeks before you're like, inaugural cruise, yeah, man, I'm all over it. <laughs> and then all of a sudden you see Star Wars, you're like, oh, my God, well, I can't cancel the cruise, but I have to get the Star Wars medals. And like you said, you were not alone in the one who in people who did all three. And and how many medals total was that in like a span of seventeen days or? Uh, Twelve medals in oh, a span of eleven days. So you also races. had to buy an extra carry-on bag just to bring home all the medals and all the shirts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice. So uh, Frank, you also did Star Wars. And quick aside, you also designed the Kickin logo for not just our Avenger shirts, but the Star Wars shirts as well, which were awesome. Uh, thank you very much for doing that. Um, for you, uh, when you see it's announced in, in at the end of May, was this a an absolute, I need to do this because I'm a Star Wars fan and I just need to get, you know, it, it's an, an inaugural? Yeah, um, you know, I had the same reaction with Avengers because like Deanna and you, Lou, I know, you know, big Avengers fan as well, so... When they announced Avengers, I was like, oh, my God, I got to do that. I've never done a Disneyland race. This is a perfect time to go out there. So I signed up for that. And then, lo and behold, a few months later, they're like, boom, here comes Star Wars, too. And that that became a little bit of a hesitation because it's like, well, I'm already going to be out there. I'm already doing uh, Marathon Weekend. You know, can I go out to Disneyland again, you know, just a few <laughs> months later and run another race? And obviously the answer was yes, I can. But, uh, you know, the... The idea, number one, it being an inaugural Disney race definitely made me want to do it. But then, you know, it just being Star Wars alone was, you know, uh, just super exciting. And, uh, you know, again, and the course was different than Avengers. So that made it, you know, again, another exciting reason to go out there. You know, never having done the Disneyland race, you know, it was nice to get two different courses for me. So tell me how, uh, other than obviously the characters, how did the race differ from Avengers? So... Uh, Expo and everything else was pretty much the same. You know, they used basically the same setup in the convention center. Uh, had the same kind of banners, just changed out with Star Wars guys instead of uh, Avengers. But um, the starting corrals were on a different on a different road. Uh, so with Avengers, I believe we walked just just outside of the Disneyland Hotel is kind of where we started corralling up. Whereas with Star Wars, we were over by uh, Paradise Pier on that road over there uh, yeah i haven't been out there enough to remember all the road names but uh uh yeah so we all crawled out 
out there. And there was, uh, Deanna, maybe you remember how many corrals we had with Avengers, but uh, I believe Star Wars only went to E. Ah. So there there wasn't, uh, nice. you know, it didn't feel like there was as many runners for Star Wars. It was about 12,000, um, I think they said. About 12,000 yeah. people did. Only. only yeah, yeah. Or, yeah, only yeah, Star Wars. Right, exactly. Uh, but it was, uh, you know, it was cool. So with, uh, you know, Avengers, we got to go through uh, the Angel Stadium and, uh, you know, had to do, deal with the blustering wind along the Santa Ana Trail, which was, you know, a joy. And uh, but with actually with, with Star Wars, it felt like there was a lot more park time up front. So you felt like you were in the park. And at one point, uh, you know, I ran with a couple uh, guys from our team. It felt like we were stopping every three minutes. It was like, oh, my God, there's Boba Fett. There's Chewie. You know, there's, there's the you know, and we just kept stopping and stopping and stopping. And then, all you know, and we we don't really or I personally don't really stop for a lot of pictures. But because it was Star Wars, I had to. But uh, as soon as you got out of the park, uh, it was all Anaheim. And that was for me, I thought Avengers had a better course because, you know, with going through uh, Angel Stadium and seeing all the uh, veterans, like Deanna said, it, it seemed like there was a lot more interesting things. Whereas with Star Wars, it was a lot of like just Anaheim roads and then some some uh, high school bands here or there. And then at, finally, at one point where we were kind of like, God, is there going to be anything on this right? And then there was a bunch of cosplay you know, people, and that was really cool to see them. And there was probably equal number as there was with Avengers, with the cosplay guys. Just, you know, it kept going for like a mile of, you know, Stormtroopers. The 501st Legion was there, those guys that come down to Star Wars weekends all the time. So that was pretty neat to see all those elaborate costumes. But, yeah, in my opinion, like, I, I really did like the Avengers course a lot better. See, it's interesting because as you were saying this, I said, you know, I'll bet you for a lot of people who are not runners, you, you hear Avengers, you hear Star Wars, that's going to be the attractor. That's going to be the thing that's going to get people off the couch and go, I don't even care about the running part. I just need to be there because it's Avengers and Star Wars at Disneyland. And yet, to a certain degree, unfortunately, they aren't given the same type of experience that you have in Walt Disney World where you are in the parks all the time. Yeah. In You know what I mean? Right. You're sort of in Disney World property. You are sort of on the streets of Anaheim and not to take anything away from it, but it does, it's not the same thing as obviously running inside the parks and down world drive and through magic kingdom and through the other parks here at Walt Disney world. Right. Absolutely. And I, I will tell you though, the costumes for star Wars, Oh, they were amazing. Some of the people in the corrals, I mean, there's two people running one right behind each other as an ad at, you know, it just you know, I saw they had that. I saw cardboard cool. at at and you know yeah. made up. There's one guy running in a full Jabba the Hutt costume. Uh, you know, just with the <laughs> with the Star Wars characters, there's so much, uh, so many opportunities for cool costumes. You know, so, so you didn't have 300 Captain America surrounding you. You had you know Darth Vader and Chewie, and I mean, so that was actually a really cool part of it. And I mean, even the Brinkerhoffs were dressed up for the 10K, and, and that they was you know that amazing. was awesome. Yeah, yeah, I didn't. Amazing. I didn't even recognize Mark. I'm like, Mark, you're dressed up, and you're in crowd <laughs> Yeah, so it was. Uh, that was a really cool part, though. Just seeing all the people's costumes. You know, when I finished, uh, you know, because I ran with Donnie Crook, and we were, we were up front. And uh, when we finished, I mean, I waited around. And I watched people run by because some of the costumes were just amazing. So yeah, I think I think the the race 
made people sign up just so they could wear their costumes. They didn't even care about running. It's like, I just need an excuse. To, like, I, I thought about it for a second. I'm like, I have this Ewok costume. I can only wear it on Halloween and some occasional <laughs> Saturday nights. Maybe I should go, but it's yeah. obviously not conducive. You could to, not to, wear that. <laughs> no. no way. No way. Nice try, though. And they did the same thing here, too. They had the, the Rebel Challenge, right? They had the 10K and the half. Right. Uh, they had a kids races too, where you can get the little R two D two medal. So you had uh, the the opportunity to get four medals, right? If you did the Rebel Challenge, right? You did the five k, the ten k, the uh, the Rebel Challenge, right? Yeah, Rebel Challenge and, is the ten k and, and the half. Right. So you can get the five k, ten k, half, and the Rebel Challenge, and then you you could steal your kids, your kid, your your child's kids races medal to get all five. Right. And yeah. coast to coast. Yeah. And, and coast, coast to coast. 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 Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so for Star Wars, uh, yeah, the Rebel <laughs> Challenge was the 10K and the uh, and the half. It was it, They didn't do the, count the 5K, and I wonder if that's because of people doing the Castaway K Challenge, you know, because a lot of those right. people came back on Friday, so they wouldn't have had that opportunity. So, yeah, so the 5K didn't count, so I didn't even do the 5K myself. Uh, I only did the 10 and the, and the half uh, that weekend. Only. But, um, oh, yeah. yeah. Only. Only. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, only, <laughs> only, only another nineteen point three, right? Yeah, so. only. <laughs> yeah, to all of my brothers and sisters who did the five k with me, don't let them just put only in front of it. That five yeah. k, yeah. I was tired by like mile one. So, <laughs> you know, Lou, if you would have done the cruise for research, you would have qualified for the Castaway K Challenge Medal. Exactly. You know, and Lou, we you know waited what? for you in Italy. Louis, I was gonna do okay. it, but my wall is just so full of medals right now. I just. Can't. <laughs> Deanna, I can vouch for that, and Frank and James can vouch for that too, because all four of us were there. We yeah. waited for we Lou. Waited we waited for Lou. For, for I, I won't say for how long. But I know, but we waited. Yeah, you waited five seconds. And to, so I right. was so proud of you. And then I was like, okay, you know, forget it. Let's well, go. Listen, <laughs> and this is the thing about this is the thing we didn't we didn't mention about this this past Walt Disney World marathon because despite what people think. You never know what you're going to get in Florida. Like, it really does get cold here. And I know people in Chicago and Minnesota and New Jersey are, like, yelling at me. It, it was so cold. How cold was it? It was so cold, I ran. Like, yeah. that's how cold it was. <laughs> you did. Just to thaw out my, my little bones, I, I actually ran. But just one last thing about Star Wars, because I think I mentioned it earlier. I think a lot of us were possibly, I'll admit, I was disappointed that it wasn't a Walt Disney World race. I'm like, when they, you knew a Star Wars race was coming. You sort of heard rumors about this Rebel Challenge. I'm like, obviously, it's got to be in Walt Disney World. Hollywood Studios, we just bought them. Like it, so I was surprised. That being said, I still think that there is going to be a Star Wars race coming to Walt Disney World. And this is me purely speculating, maybe hoping and praying like the little seven-year-old boy that I was. I still think they'll have like a force challenge, like a coast to coast, especially since this is going to be the last year for Everest. I think maybe that might be sounding sort of the, a little uh, a little alarm or maybe a little bit of, of, of hope um, uh, of having a Star Wars race here. Um, not that obviously it stopped Frank or James from going, but but Lewis, like obviously if it's, it, it's it, you know, you're closer to Walt Disney World, would that make it a little bit more uh, easier for you to get out here to do Star Wars? Uh, absolutely, and it's in kind of thinking the same thing with the May race, but that's kind of a double-edged sword for me. Having young kids just like you and Deanna, Everest, my two oldest boys have done before, and what a great introduction to running for the younger kids. Mm -hmm. So losing that 
opportunity for the kids to do a premier event to me is a loss. But if it does mean getting Star Wars selfishly, yes, that's <laughs> definitely a gain. Um, yeah, the other in covering Disneyland, Lou, uh, especially with Frank doing Avengers and Star Wars, I know when I did the inaugural Dumbo Double Dare in 2013. You talking about the courses and the back end of that course being off property and kind of dull. The 10K course to me in California, at least for Dumbo, and Frank can speak to this with Avengers and Star Wars, was the best Disney run Disney course I've ever done because mm. so much of it was in the parks. Like all but like a mile of the six miles, right? Wow. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. The Star Wars one was fantastic because the first, uh, and James, you help me remember, but yeah, the first. I think the first mile, mile and a half was kind of looping around uh, the outskirts a little bit, and then the rest of the course was basically all inside. And then you, you basically just kind of jotted out through downtown Disney, past Disneyland Hotel to finish. So, mo- almost all ninety percent of that race was was all inside Disneyland, and that that was pretty cool. And from a cheering perspective, I can tell you that that I and other members on the the cheering part of the team love the ten k at Walt Disney World. A, because we're not getting up at 2 o'clock in the morning, but B, we've got our spot for the past couple of years in front of the Boardwalk Bakery. There's chairs there. There's croissants there. It's a win-win for everybody. <laughs> we get to see you guys as you come in. So I, I, the 10K at Walt Disney World is one of my favorites as well. But let's look to 2015 as we were starting to talk about things like the Everest Challenge. Uh, obviously, the Princess Marathon Half Marathon Weekend is February 19th through the 22nd. And I say princess because it's not really just for princesses anymore. I think a lot it was meant as an endurance event, primarily geared towards females. But you can see a lot of guys or guys in tutus, whatever it may be, are doing that as well because they just want to be uh, a participant. May 1st to the 2nd is the last Everest challenge. And going back to what we said, I think this will be the last because May the 4th, Star Wars weekends, Star Wars marathon. It's just the handwriting is on the wall. It couldn't be any more perfect. And with the changes that are coming to Disney's Hollywood Studios, I would really, really expect that we'll see something announced about that. Uh, hopefully this year for next year, but if not, uh, maybe for the year after. Uh, May 7th through the 10th, the week after, the Tinkerbell is out in Disneyland. September 4th through the 6th is the Disneyland Half. November 6th through the 7th is Wine and Dine. Hopefully not the monsoon that you poor guys had to deal with this week, <laughs> this, this past year. Uh, November 12th through the 15th, Avengers is back. And the next thing you know, the Walt Disney World Marathon is January 6th through the 10th. And Star Wars is the 14th through the 17th. And obviously in between there is the Castaway Key Challenge. So what I want to ask each of you guys individually, uh, James and then Frank and then Lewis and then Deanna, what's your favorite race? What is your favorite individual race out of all those? And, and do you like the day or night better? You know, whether it's overall experience or the crowds or the cheering or the timing or the weather or the characters, whatever it would be, if you had to pick one as your the, the one favorite race, what would it be? James and then Frank, Lewis and Deanna. Uh, on the spot. Um, <laughs> when I when I ran the the inaugural uh, Disneyland 10K uh, as part of the Dumbo um, at that moment I, I decided that that was my favorite course ever that that 10k course for the reasons we had previously discussed um, this past year they were they were shy on characters compared to the first year 
Um, and so if they solve that problem uh, again, then I'll, I'll stick with that as my favorite. Nice, nice, short, easy distance and lots of park time and lots of photo opportunities. And so that's it for me. Cool. Frank? Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know what? I'm almost with you, Lou. I, I think one of my favorite races might be the, the 10K at Marathon Weekend, the mini 10K. Uh, especially when Deanna tells you you're almost done at mile two. So yeah. that's, that's, <laughs> that's my mileage. You know, yeah. you know that makes it uh, that makes it that much more fun. But uh, you know, you get a lot of park time and just you know running through World Showcase at that early in the morning, and they got the torches for illuminations lit, and there's no one there. You know, it's just it's quiet. It's people. Well, I mean, there's you know fifteen thousand runners, but uh, but you know it, outside of that, it's quiet. It's peaceful. They got the music playing. And you know, and then you get to run around the boardwalk, and that's just a fun experience. I, I really like that race, um, you know, and it's it's all contained within the park of Epcot and you know and the resorts, so uh, you don't get any of that boring street time. So for me, that's one of my favorite for sure. Okay, so I so I need to live up to my name as a Lou. <laughs> uh, the marathon weekend as an event as a whole in the friendships it's hard to beat but this past year for the very first time I did wine and dine and the camaraderie and what we're able to do outside of the race because we're not waking up four mornings at whatever in the morning and the after party at Rose and Crown with the team that to me has got to be my favorite event overall is the wine and dine. Nice. Deanna Mangello? Well, God, I have now, I thought mine was the, the 10K also, but now, you know, I, <laughs> it's I okay. may have listen, changed if, my mind. No, it, listen, if, if, you, if you think it's a 10K, I think that speaks volumes because obviously, you know, you're, you're, we're just a few people, but it may be indicative. I'm sure a lot of people probably also feel that way too. And I, and I think the 10K is probably, it's a good number for people too, right? You know, for obviously a full marathon for some people, you really need to train for it. And even for a half marathon, not everybody feels that maybe they're able to sort of dip their toe that deep into the water. But 10K, you're like, I can do that. Like, I walk a 10K through the park, so I, I can do that 10K. So maybe that's part of the reason why, too. You know, I have to also agree with Lou, with Lewis, Lou and Lewis, um, <laughs> because my weekend starts when everyone starts coming in for the expo. And then you start to see friends and team gathering. And then from there, the hoopla and the hype starts because now we're all there together and everyone's excited. I know it sounds crazy. Our house He's shaking. Like a, our house our becomes a, like commune. a commune. <laughs> but all in all, I have to say, like the build up to Marathon Weekend for me is is like one of my favorite weekends because everybody's here and we have such a good time and there's meals, even though the two thirty, you know, wake up calls, they're not the greatest, but you know, I have to say like just being together with everybody. Um, I always look forward to that weekend. Okay. So I have to, with the question, your favorite race or your favorite event, because <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm, I'm sorry. No, I'm I got off on a tangent. I know you're right. You're right. Sorry, James. Well, I think no, that's no, no, what no. happened. I think there's, there's, you, you know, know, so much of it bleeds over, right? You know, like this year, you know, we, we complain sometimes and we joke around about the two thirty mornings and, and getting out there and standing around and, and just, it, it throws your body off. But I really loved this year 
a lot. And the fact that it wasn't brutally hot was also nice for everybody, too. But there was a lot more to it. And from a cheering perspective, we had people along the course at a lot of different spots. So we were really spread out. And you guys who were on the team and even people who weren't on the team seemed to really appreciate that. And the fact that we had snack packs. And I want to thank everybody snacks. who helped put the, the snacks, snacks did out. It. That was great. You know, Lifesavers. We, yeah. um, we had the Make-A-Wish Child come to the meet of the month on Saturday, which really brings all of it home in terms of what we do with fundraising. But I really, you know, the importance of the, the, the team concept, and I don't just mean the training and the support and the on-course stuff and the stuff afterwards, really, like, resonated with me, really hit home a, a lot. And that, that really is a testament to you know, all of you in terms of, of what being part of the team really means. And if you are thinking about running or if you've run before and you run by yourself or maybe you want, we, you know, our team is open and welcome to anyone and everyone, whether you want to cheer with us or cheer on strangers or walk or run. I'm telling you, I will walk the five. I promise I won't run again. I will walk the 5K <laughs> with you so we can do it together and you can be part of that weekend's experience, or if you're thinking about, you know, up in your game a little bit, these guys and these girls will help you train and get ready. And, you know, Deanna and that group of people coming across the finish line together, hand in hand, watching that come together is amazing. And, and you should really try and be part of that experience. Uh, if you go to www.radio.com slash running, you can find out more. Um, all we ask is that you raise or donate sort of on the honor system to the Make-A-Wish Foundation of America, $100 within a year of the race but you get a shirt and you become part of the team. We've got a private Facebook group and, and a lot of other stuff um, like that as well. Um, I do want to give, and I'm clearly not the runner of the group, but I felt after this year I wanted to impart my little bit, uh, my two cents worth of advice to those people who are running. And Deanna's I'm looking at me scared. like, what are you? So if you are, and you guys can tell me if you agree or don't agree. If you're training for the Walt Disney World Marathon weekend, you're doing it wrong. This is what you need to do. You need to get up at 2 o'clock in the morning, walk out your front door, and stand there for three hours and do nothing. Then go walk another mile, and then stand there for about a half hour or so, and then, st then start your timer, and then walk for a little while, because that's the crowd you're going to be in, and then start to run. And that's your that's the Walt Disney World Marathon experience. <laughs> that's pretty. You know, you're, you're absolutely pretty good. right. You know what? Brad's you can't argue that. <laughs> Thank good you. Job. It's hard to good beat. Job. Yeah. Good job. You you talked about the team, Lou, and I will. I had this experience today, uh, running a half marathon in New Orleans today. I got a chance to meet a team member who has never run at Walt Disney World, but he is a member of the WDW Radio running team. I, to my knowledge, I'm the first one that's ever met him, uh, Brett Bodwin. Yeah. And, but Brett has, what we, we talked for two hours today and he talked so much about the support that he has gotten through his experience of becoming a runner through the Facebook page, through the team. And this is someone who up to this till today hadn't met anyone face to face. So that's how supportive a group it is that he hadn't even been to a, a he's been to Disney World but hadn't been to a run Disney event yet with the team yet he feels like an integral part of the team that's awesome that's man awesome. that's you know it, that's that that is really what it's all about and look you know when Deanna and I had our dopey looking yellow shirts on Jeez. back in 2008 and we did the half marathon 
we never knew with Steve, Steve Drew. Steve Drew. We never would have expected that this team would have formed and this many years, nine, eight, how many years later? I don't know. Six years later, whatever it is, seven years later, that we have nearly 500 runners from around the planet. Like, I mean, they literally come from around the world, every different age level, every different skill level. And the fact that you guys are so welcoming and so supportive and so helpful and that you do slow down and take pictures with them and walk across and run across the finish lines or the starting lines with them. Um, I, I am so grateful and honored to each and every one of you guys for being part of it. Um, any last thoughts? Anybody last thoughts? Ladies first and then Lewis, Frank and James since I did it the opposite before. <laughs> <laughs> and you know that I'll have the most to say. Go ahead. Yeah, there you go. Um Lou, I just have to say thank God for you for starting this team because if it wasn't for you and this Disney World trivia book way back <laughs> when, we never would be in this position. So I am grateful for this and I am grateful that I can run and we can raise money for these children and send them to Walt Disney World because as many times as I can get a child that we can grant a wish to, to one of our meets, I will certainly try so that we can meet him because it really totally does put things in perspective for us. So thank you. Thank you. And I'm sure that you're sincere, but I also think that you're sucking up for when they announce the Paris race that you want to oh, make sure you Oh, honey. Come. <laughs> <laughs> there ain't no doubt. I'm going to borrow that seed tonight from, you know, um, James, put that in the mail tonight for me, all right? <laughs> Absolutely. Louis, <laughs> uh, what about you? You know, you inspired me with your story in 2008, and one Walt Disney World half marathon was my bucket list. <laughs> one. And then when I signed up for the 2013 half, Disney had to introduce the 20th anniversary full medal, <laughs> to which my wife said, that needs to hang in our house. <laughs> I love her. I love her. So instead of doing just my first half, I did my first half followed by my first full, maybe out of a matter of ignorance and stupidity <laughs> yeah. that I didn't know any better. Um and I hadn't run in 22 years prior to ESPN The Weekend Champion 5K in 2011. So anybody can do it. You just got to get out there and start. And it's gone from one bucket list half to nine halves, three fulls, and counting. Wow. Wow. Crazy. So thank you for being an inspiration. Thank you, brother. Frank? Yeah, I'm just going to build on what everyone else has said. Um, you know, but I mean, to be completely honest, I, I, you know, I know Donna said it when we were, you know, having a group meeting there, Marathon Weekend. You know, our team really is a family, and uh, I mean, one of the reasons I signed up for Dopey is, you know, maybe because I am Dopey, but uh, it's you know, four mornings of hanging out with really cool people for a couple hours, you know, and you know, I really appreciate uh, Deanna back at Avengers saying, you know, you, just because you're fast doesn't mean you have to run way up there. You can run back here with us, too. <laughs> so, we have more uh, fun. We have more yeah, fun. You know, and, and to be completely honest, I have had a blast those last several races running with Deanna and the group. And, uh, you know, probably one of the, uh, really one of the best times I've ever had. You know, I've done, you know, local races and, and things like that. And they're never as much fun as what these Disney races are. And I will say to anyone, you know, who's been contemplating it, you know, can I do a 10K? Can I do a 5K? 
if you're going to do one and I know, you know, going to Disney World isn't cheap and, you know, some people only can go every couple of years or, you know, maybe once in a lifetime. But uh, if you're going to do a race, I think do it at Disney because they do it so well and they are so well organized and the pacing requirements are a little easier than some of those, you know, more local races. You will have the best time. And if you do it with our team, it's going to be even better. So that's what I would say. Cool. Thank you. And James, bring it home, brother. So that's actually a perfect segue into where I was going to go with this. So um, it's my first uh, Disney race was in was 2010, um, five years ago, and um, I was a little bit nervous. Go, I'd run a single half marathon at home, and decided that I wanted to run a marathon for a bucket list kind of thing. And like he said, you know, if you're going to do it, might as well do it at Disney because that's that would be the best one to do. And then I found out about Goofy, and I thought, well, I don't, I'm, I'm only going to run one marathon, so I better just do Goofy because if I run the marathon and then have to go back and run another one just so I can get the Goofy medal, let's just wipe this out, get done with it at once. Um, so I jumped from my single half marathon to a marathon and a half and, uh, signed up for the team, um, mostly because I didn't have a clue what I was doing <laughs> <laughs> and I was scared to death that I was going to fall over on the side of the road. And I thought I needed somebody whose name I could put on the back of my bib to, to collect me to after the race was done. So, so I signed up for the team and, um, like, I think maybe I had met Lou once at some random meet at that point in time, but knew nobody else. Um, but the support that I got that first weekend there alone, the wake up calls, the here's where you need to be, the people on the side of the course when you didn't think you could take another step, just cheering you on and giving you hugs and telling you you can do it that's what this is all about it's all about the friendships it's all about what we what we can accomplish together and it's it's been it's been an incredible ride i love that man and i appreciate your guys support and friendship so much and and you know the the last thing i would maybe say um time back into what i was joking around before about the training was you cannot properly prepare for these events you can't prepare for the Walt World Marathon Week you can train you can train for the running part right you can figure out your body and how to run 16, 24, 30, 50 mile whatever it is that you crazy people run but you can't prepare for the experience of the people and the characters and the friendships and the music and the emotion that you see the, the laughter and the tears and the memories you you can prepare all you want for it but you can't be prepared for what these weekends are. And that's why I think we've all come to love them and love each other so much. It's less about the running than it is about the, the weekend. It is about the experience. It is about the people and certainly the memories. And I am grateful to all of you tonight, to everybody who's part of the running team and the volunteers and the run Disney people and the people who come to the meet of the month and who give me sweaty hugs and are just part of making these weekends something that we have really come to look forward to year after year after year. So, Deanna, Louis Passauer, James Hansen, and Frank Hart, thank you guys so, so very much. Uh, I, I guess I will see you again probably at the next running event. Exactly. Probably. <laughs> Definitely. Yep. Yeah. Thanks so much, guys. Thank you. All right. Bye-bye. Thanks, Luke.
our Walt Disney World Trivia Question of the Week, where I invite you to test your knowledge of Walt Disney World history or see how well you pay attention to the details in what you see, and maybe even what you hear, you can then enter for a chance to win a Disney prize package. Before we get to this week's question, let's go back, review last week's, and select our winner. So last week, I asked you what two Disney live-action feature films have sections named after them at Disney's All-Star Movies Resort. Took it outside the parks, went to the resorts. Thanks to the hundreds of you who answered and got this one correct because you knew that the All-Star Movies theme is, of course, movies, and the 10 buildings are grouped into five areas, each themed after a different movie. They each have two buildings each, and they are Fantasia, The Mighty Ducks, The Love Bug, Toy Story, and 101 Dalmatians. So obviously the answer we were looking for was Love Bug and Mighty Ducks. Again, thanks to all of you who entered. You were playing for all six of my virtual audio walking tours of the Magic Kingdom, as well as a copy of my 102 Ways to Save Money for an At Walt Disney World book and an item from my personal collection, which I'm currently listing up on eBay, sort of a mystery item from my personal Disney collection. So the one winner randomly selected from all the correct entries is... D. Preston. So, D, congratulations. Please send me your address. I'll get your package out to you right away. If you played last week and didn't win, that's okay, because here's your next chance to enter in this week's Walt Disney World Trivia Challenge. So I'm going back to the parks this week, and again, the details in what you see is what I'm looking for, because your question this week is simple. Tell me, on what two Walt Disney World attractions will you find a man in a bathtub? You have until Sunday, February 1st to email your answer to contest at wdwradio.com. Again, you're playing for the audio tours, the 102 Ways book, and another mystery item from my personal collection, which you can find over at wdwradio.com slash eBay. So good luck and have fun. That is going to do it for this week's show. Thank you again for taking the time to tune in this and every week. I am so very grateful to each and every one of you because you give me your most valuable commodity by listening to the show, which is your time. And for that, I sincerely do appreciate it. Also, thanks to all of you who have rated and reviewed my new book, 102 Ways to Save Money for Not Walt Disney World over on Amazon, including Chuck Zeta and Alexis Bauman. For more information and to download the book, you can find it at Disney102.com. Also, visit WDWRadio.com slash eBay. I am purging a lot of my Disney collection. I want to share it with you. Lots of new items every week. Auctions end and start every Sunday at 10 p.m. Eastern. Also, don't forget that in addition to the show, please visit WDWRadio.com. We have tons of great content, including multiple daily blog posts from a great team of writers, the live WDW newscast every Wednesday night where you can watch and chat with me about this week's Walt Disney World news and then stay and ask me anything uh, for a little while afterwards. Again, that's every set Wednesday, 7.30 p.m. Eastern over at WDWRadioLive.com. Subscribe to our free email newsletter for exclusive content, contests, offers, and more information. Again, you can find everything by visiting wdwradio.com. Please follow me over on Twitter. I am at Lou Mangiello, facebook.com slash Lou Mangiello. You can follow my personal post there, and you can like the WDW Radio page over at facebook.com slash WDW Radio. Continue the conversations going there. And in the show notes over at wdwradio.com. 
If you have a question you want answered on the air, you can email me at lou at wdwradio.com or call the voicemail at 407-900-9391 with a question, comment, or just a hello from the parks. And as much as I love connecting with you guys online, nothing, my friends, beats a handshake and a hug. And that is why I have monthly meetups in Walt Disney World where anyone and everyone is invited as well as other special events going on as well. Visit the events page at wdwradio.com. And if you're in town, you can join us, be part of the 8th anniversary celebration on Saturday, February 7th at Fort Wilderness Resort. Just a couple of tickets left. Again, you can visit wdwradio.com slash the number 8 to find out more. I'll also be doing other meetups and other events, not in Walt Disney World, but on the road. I'll be speaking at conferences and schools so you can visit lumangelo.com to find out where else I'll be. And if you want some help building your brand or your business, I can help you turn your passion into your profession with mentoring and group coaching and helping you maybe launch or grow your own podcast. And if you want me to come and speak to your business, conference, or school, visit lumangelo.com. And huge thanks to all of you who have shown your support and joined up to be part of WDW Radio Nation. It's a great way for you to not only help the show, but get even more content, access, events, and products, including monthly scavenger hunts, custom magic band covers, exclusive logo gear, care packages, and lots more. To find out more, you can visit wdwradio.com support. Speaking of support, thanks also to our partners and sponsors, including Mouse Fan Travel. They are my official and recommended travel provider because of two I use. You can visit mousefantravel.com to find out about their fee-free services and the exceptional level of personal service they can give you. And visit celebrationspress.com to subscribe and order back issues of Celebrations Magazine. And as always, my friends, and you are my friends, whether we have met in person yet or not, all I ask is that if you like the show, please help spread the word. Tell your friends. Tweet out that you're listening to the episode while you're listening to it. Share links and come by and comment over on Facebook. And please go to iTunes and rate and review the show there. We have more than 930. We'd love to get to 1,000 five-star reviews. I show you how easy it is by visiting wdwradio.com slash iTunes. I want to thank some recent reviewers, including Snow White HN, Sheestel, AD Law, HDM, Circus Fan, Kali Marley Exo, Rita Swirl, JR Carry the Third, Matt Gulgear, Throttle82, Mom Tink3, and Jeff in Indiana. I really, really do appreciate you guys taking a couple minutes to rate and review the show there and helping to spread the word. And finally, uh, I need to say, as always, how grateful I am to each and every one of you because you do invest the time and you take the time out of your busy day and your busy week to tune in and listen and tweet and email and show your friendship and support. And for that, I am so very grateful and I sincerely want to help you any way I can. And if it's just a little bit of advice, I want you to start looking towards that thing that you want to do and that thing that you love and eliminate all the other distractions that you can focus on your goals and always keep moving forward. Never, ever quit. Hang in there, have faith. And most importantly, I hope you guys have a phenomenal week this week. So until next time, thanks again. See ya. Hey Lou, this is Jeff from Bucks County, Pennsylvania. I called last week to tell you I was leaving to head down to Walt Disney World and now they say now it's time to say goodbye. So I'm heading home. It was an amazing trip. We had probably the best trip we've had. Uh, marathon weekend was amazing. Congratulations to all the runners. 
You have uh, 353 days until next night on weekend, so uh, everyone start training. Anyway, it was a pleasure to finally get to meet you on Main Street, uh, both during the half and the full. I missed you the past couple of years, so anyhow, everyone, we will uh, hopefully see you next night on weekend. Bye. Hey, Lou. My name is Jesse McCullough, and I'm calling you from Cochranton, uh, Pennsylvania. I just wanted to give you a call and thank you for your uh, work on your podcast. I had the privilege of listening to your show about the top ten movies that uh, needed attractions at Disney World on my way to the airport yesterday morning. I wasn't able to listen to the whole thing, but I did pose that question to my kids uh, while I was away. It was very uh, refreshing to hear them come back with uh, some of the same responses that uh, the two folks came up with on your show. Uh, they, they specifically mentioned uh, Mary Poppins and the uh, Sugar Rush uh, attractions as being favorites that they would like to see. Um, this may be a stretch, but I would throw out something else as a consideration for an attraction. Uh, uh, you might have to go with me here on this one, but uh, uh, I would suggest that uh, perhaps the DuckTales movie, which I do believe was a feature uh, release, um, was one of the more popular uh, cartoons on, on the, the Disney afternoon at one point, and I believe that uh, Uncle Scrooge is still a popular uh, character in the uh, comic book medium, and I would suggest that there may be uh, an opportunity to do a DuckTales-themed uh, uh, attraction, uh, probably in Hollywood Studios or something like that, but uh, I just want to throw in my two cents again. I appreciate the podcast. Uh, please keep up the good work. Hey, Lou, this is Jeff from Bucks County, PA again. I forgot to mention my last call. I know it's gone back a few years, but the top smells of Walt Disney World. I know you like to bring it up every once in a while. The inside of the Mexico Pavilion would have to be my number one. I just wanted to mention it. Thank you. Goodbye. Hi, Lou. This is Rod from Miami. I'm calling because I just heard your last two episodes, the top ten movie attractions that should be attractions and the uh, year roundup uh, episode with uh, with all your three guests, and let me just tell you that I think those have been the two of the funniest episodes between your Sam Jackson impression and the Zoolander riffs and Tony's cracks with Becky. I mean, they, they I think. You, you've got some sort of comedy goals going on over here. So I, I would love to hear more, especially from Tony. I think Tony Tony has a couple little one-liners here that will get you. So I'd love to hear more of that. I'm going to be heading up to Disney this, uh, not this weekend, but next weekend on the end of January, hopefully staying at the Monor- at the at the Contemporary. First time staying at the Contemporary. Really excited about that. Going to take my wife. So uh, I want to thank you for all you do, Lou. Uh, keep up the good work. And I love reading all your posts on Instagram every day, very inspirational quotes, kind of get you through if you're getting a, a bum day or not really uh, doing well, but definitely help you out. I always pass them off to my wife. She loves them. So thank you for your doing, and uh, take care. Bye. you got a Yeah. Do gun do gun do 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 do